0: I really do believe everybody has a sole purpose, and I believe that mine is creative expression.
1: Hi, this is Bianca. And this is Anna. Your hosts of Girl Talk Monday's podcast. Where we discuss female empowerment, love and relationships, and everything in between. In this podcast, we speak to founders of fashion businesses, content creators, entrepreneurs, psychologists, and authors to inspire women to
2: reach and fulfill their dream careers. So welcome to Girl Talk
1: Mondays!
2: Today we speak to Jeanette Getrost. Jeanette is named by Vogue as one of the most
1: in-demand fashion illustrators, having partnered with Chanel, Dior, Fendi, and Ferragamo. In this episode, we talk about the personal evolution of an artist, how to deal with failure, and how her art has evolved beyond fashion illustration. Yeah, so I, I guess it would be easier
0: to start with childhood, but I was a pretty creative kid. I was a competitive dancer for most of my childhood, played piano. Always liked drawing. I think every kid kind of goes through a, a phase where they like drawing. But I was really drawn to, I loved old movies growing up and classic, yeah, classic TV and cinema and specifically the the costumes and the outfits I just loved. Um, and so I was drawing clothing at a really young age. I assumed I would work in the fashion industry. I thought I was going to go to fashion school when I was a teen. But even then, I just assumed you could either be a designer or a model. (laughs) And so my interest in drawing kept up. And I I think I kind of had a bit of a fear of being mediocre at all things because I had so many interests. And so after high school, I enrolled at a city college. Figure drawing to me really hit home. I loved it so much and really learned a lot there and just kind of fell in love with drawing the human form. Instagram didn't exist yet. The idea of promoting yourself as an artist online wasn't viable or thought of. And so I had a lot of the sort of outside pressures of what are you going to do with an art degree? And so I shifted and ended up Getting a degree in journalism because I enjoyed writing and thought, like, maybe I'll work for a magazine or something like that. I actually went on a a trip to Paris for the first time, and I remember coming back from that, just feeling so inspired and kind of made that decision, I'm just going to go after what I want. So I got a job working in vintage fashion here in Los Angeles. We had this huge warehouse of just thousands of dresses. We were open to the public. So we would have, you know, just regular shoppers come in that I would style and things like that. Um, And then we also had fashion teams from fashion houses that would come in and pull inspiration for collections, things like that. So I met a lot of women who created their own jobs. And that was pretty inspiring to me, you know, as a young 20 something, we also had a lot of early bloggers at the time. And I saw basically what the power of social media could do for your business, because anytime we would get posts, you know, tagged in something by them, we would get all these followers. And so I kind of saw that opportunity of being able to, to share your work and and promote yourself online. And so I think I kind of, married my two interests of loving figure drawing and fashion and could kind of just intuit that there was going to be a new sort of wave of fashion illustration as a trend again. I think I got in at the right time, you know, there wasn't that many of us back then. And um, yeah, I kind of just made the decision to start uh, sharing my work first on Tumblr, because that was a bit more private and no one needed to know. (laughs) and then yeah then I decided to start sharing on Instagram and that's kind of how that all came to be. Um, As you know the fashion industry is constantly putting out new collections so I had you know uh, something to draw inspiration from every day and so I basically would just show up every morning find something to draw share it and yeah that's kind of how that all came to be.
2: That's amazing honestly I mean It's so interesting to see that whenever, even though if you're not sure what you want, if you listen to your instincts, you can be guided in the right direction. And it's so nice to hear that you found what you're really passionate about. What I find really, really interesting is that huge fashion houses found you. I don't know, did they find you on Instagram or how did they get get in contact with you?
0: Yeah, I think it mostly came through Instagram. I mean, in the beginning, I was really being pretty strategic. I knew what I was doing. I was, you know, drawing specific designers and brands that I wanted to work with. People would either share it. Yeah. So I I imagine that most of my clients came through by way of Instagram.
1: That's amazing. I mean, yeah, you've built such an incredible portfolio across the years. You've worked with Chanel, Dior, Jimmy Choo, amongst many other amazing names. And Anna and I are also in the fashion industry and can vouch for how incredible of an achievement this is. And especially now, I think illustration and many roles in the fashion industry are actually quite competitive. So to have been able to achieve this, like you said, you did have something in mind and you had almost like a strategy in place. And I find that very interesting how you actually can marry good talent and art with a business mind and how you've used like you've leveraged social media for this, because that is a huge thing that probably made a lot of a lot of careers for people it's big opportunity but I wanted to talk about your style of art because you actually have a very specific style and you've undergone like a transition more recently and I find your artwork very soothing and beautiful and I would love to have a piece displayed in my home can you talk us through this transition and how you chose your signature style
0: yeah I mean the most recent transition I think it really started a couple of years ago. It was a very personal shift in my life. Um, I think I started just having a really introspective look at things that just no longer felt authentic to me. I knew that there was, I was holding myself back in a lot of ways. I think I had these self-imposed limitations as much as starting out as a fashion illustrator really made sense at the time, I really loved it. Over the years, I just could feel myself desiring more and wanting to just change direction. I think I had a different a different story to tell, um, and so yeah, it kind of just started with kind of taking into account everything in my life that didn't feel authentic. And so I re I like reevaluated my home, just like got rid of a lot of stuff, started a bit of a spiritual practice. So I started meditating, um, journaling a lot. And really what was coming up is that I knew I had so much more that I wanted to share. I have so many interests from music, to film, to writing. And, you know, I've also just matured. I'm in my early 30s now. I was, you know, early to mid-20s when I started. And so, yeah, I kind of just arrived at a time in my life where I just wanted to create and put out work that felt really honest to me. Mm -hmm. And that put my ideas at the forefront. Rather than, you know, being hired as an illustrator, oftentimes you're just there to kind of facilitate someone else's ideas. Mm -hmm. Fashion illustration served me really well in terms of building my skill level. Mm -hmm. You know, I I had um, something to draw from every day. So I really developed my eye and that kind of helped me just kind of pick up almost any medium. Um, I'm also just really led by curiosity and that has kind of made me dabble in a bunch of different um, art forms and stuff over the years. Yeah. So really it is to just say that I think I'm now at a time in my life where, yeah, just at the end of the day, I want to have a peace of mind knowing that what I created that day was true and real and trust that people will catch on and that, yeah, that the works that I'm creating and my ideas, that they'll just have more resonance you know, and hopefully they'll find their way. During this transition,
1: was there ever a time where you received like criticism or your change in content and your change in work wasn't well perceived?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously there's been a little bit of a drop off, which I expected was going to happen. And that was really what was holding me back for a while. It was that fear of like, are people going to stick around? Um, and then yeah, ultimately, I was, just having to boldly move forward and just really hope for the best. And and also, I didn't want to only be creating. I felt like I had, you know, programmed my mind to every time I sat down to create something, I would think about this is going to end up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I really was just desiring, like just time to be able to be alone and create and not think about it. And then, you know, the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. and I just had so much more time to do that. And I was going to use this. I wanted to use the time of, you know, everything changed. The entire world shifted. And so I thought it would be the the right time to just kind of really put myself out there in a a new way. It was terrifying at first, Mm -hmm. but... I definitely think I'm, you know, coming out on the other side of it, of just feeling so much more like unencumbered and I've gotten mostly positive feedback. And and now when someone reaches out and they say that like a certain piece that I did, they really connect to, it just, it means so much more to me now. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably for the first time in my life, I do feel so much closer to myself and I feel like the work that I'm making is, yeah, just so much more, more authentic to me.
2: It really seems like, you know, after you've done this job for so many years, You've started feeling like you can own it now and it's not that you have to create it for someone else. It's more for you. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that in the next question and kind of ask you how the process feels for you when it's something that you're creating. If it's a corporate uh, vision that you're creating, does that feel different to you than if it's something that you're doing just for yourself? Yeah,
0: that was something, you know, when I was first starting, I just took any job that I was offered because... (laughs) You know, you just want to work and it feels really good to be paid for your art. But I started to learn over the years when to say no to certain things, because it was tricky. Sometimes the client would come to me and they would reference something that I did that was so intuitive that I didn't even really think about while I was creating. And so it was almost like they're trying to like recreate magic or something in a way with their notes and their direction. And so they kind of start to strip away things. And then at the end, I feel like I was turning in something that just didn't even feel like me. I think I also was learning that you know, maybe being an illustrator wasn't my calling because I oftentimes felt a lot of resistance with client work where even it happened recently in the pandemic. Um, I had a, a former beauty client reach out about work and, you know, like it shouldn't have been hard. Like on paper, it was really just some drawings that they needed. When I, they wanted some test illustrations first to share to their client. And when I went to do them, truly it was as if like some divine force was just like I couldn't I couldn't draw like I just felt like I just didn't have it in me there was so much resistance and I really believe that when you're going against the grain in your life of your life like you need to you know trust in what you're doing and and that power I think of saying no will just open up other opportunities it
2: must be very hard though because my full-time job that i do alongside my instagram and the podcast and what we do we sometimes work with illustrators to create imagery for campaigns that kind of thing and it must be so difficult because i know from a company perspective you have X, Y, and Z that you need to showcase in the piece or in the print that you're going to be showing to your CEO. But then also from a creative point of view, and and from your point of view, it's so difficult, because you still want to have your own input and showcase who you are as an artist.
0: Yeah, I think that they're just two different things. There are so many incredible illustrators that I've you know, followed over the years that they're just able to be so consistent Mm -hmm. with the work they turn out. And they've got great, you know, client relations and have created some really wonderful campaigns. But I think it's just a completely different um, skill. Or I think I'm trying to just call myself an artist Mm -hmm. now and not, you know, I think for a while I was hiding behind that phrase of illustrator. Mm -hmm. um, And yeah, I had to just learned that that wasn't, wasn't really my calling anymore. And it was hard because it was something I identified so strongly with for so many years and kind of put myself into that box. And yeah, I think I had to learn and trust that i'm more of an ideas person being able to it's a just it's a different gift i think illustrators were able to see exactly what a client is envisioning so like how do you face your failures if you would
1: consider you know something you've done and it didn't turn out how you wanted How can you come back and build up your confidence again? And then whether it's a success or or a failure, do you recognize these? And then how do you use it to move forward?
0: I think that that's changing. I think that failure to me used to mean that if it didn't, you know, perform well on social media or if people didn't resonate with it as much, that can feel, I mean, it's hard when you're putting something out there that feels really honest and true. And it's like crickets, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, But I am, just as of late, trying to have a bit more of a a childlike sense of play when it comes to work. And I don't think that you care so much about whether something is a failure or success when you're Mm -hmm. young. You know, we haven't really understood shame yet. And then a success, I mean, again, now that I feel that I'm more creating work that feels really honest um when people respond well to it you just feel so much more seen you know you feel more more part of this world when when your work is having that resonance and it just shows too i think that you're just kind of on the right path you know artists are very intuitive and so i think that when we're putting something out there that we know is coming from a soul level or something um just your entire you know i think like for an artist it's like if our if our practice isn't going good, our life mm-hmm. isn't going good. So, and when the work feels easy and when people are responding well to it, yeah, you kind of just feel that you're you're going with the flow of your life and, and you're heading in the right mm-hmm. direction. So I think that that's what those two probably mean more to mm-hmm. me now.
2: Yeah. Actually, even though I'm not an artist uh, with Instagram, whenever you know I do what I feel is right and when I put out content that I love, Everything goes really well but everything mm-hmm. seems to flow and then as soon as I start thinking too much about it then I kind of get this block. I was actually going to ask if you have a creative block is there something that you do to get out of it? How do you how do you deal with that?
0: Yeah, I'm, now that I'm a bit more seasoned, I can recognize when I'm having a creative block and kind of talk myself mm-hmm. out of it or I'm a bit easier on myself, but that's not to say that I mean I think every time it feels like the first time where the feeling, the thought is I'm never going to have a good idea again. I'm not an artist. I don't have, you know what I mean? Like, um, and so some people, you know, believe and encourage that it's important to just show up every day and show up to do the work every day. But Um, I think when it starts to feel forced, it's a sign to walk away from the work. I think it's a moment to just go experience life, to live your life. Um, Oftentimes, my most inspired ideas have come from just taking walks or having a conversation with a friend or watching mm-hmm. a movie. So I think it's important to really listen to your intuition at that time, because I think it's, it's steering you elsewhere. So yeah, they happen. I mean, it's really a cycle for mm-hmm. me. They've probably been every month um, where I have a few days that do feel like pretty dark days. You know, you just, I think that you feel the void of inspiration and creativity and it's kind of a a sad, lonely feeling, um, especially when your purpose is to, you know, express yourself Mm -hmm. creatively. But yeah, I've just had to learn to kind of have a conversation with myself, you know, like you've been through this before. It's not going to be forever. (laughs) Yeah, like get outside so I think yeah
1: that's a really healthy way of of looking at it social media was such an important way for you at the beginning like you were saying to actually grow and get clients on board and to reach an audience does it play as big of a tool as it would have maybe used to in the past but now have you come to terms with actually letting go of that or does social media still have an effect on your overall like happiness and confidence of your work
0: yeah absolutely and I think I hope that the the app will change because obviously a lot of people feel this way and it rewards people that post and share constantly I just don't have that in me anymore and I think that when I was first starting it was my whole life like I was just so plugged in I don't think I was very doing much to stay very grounded at that time and so I still you know obviously I recognize the potentials of it And it's such an incredible tool, but it's also awkward when you're going through a transition (laughs) online, you know, like I felt a bit like an awkward teenager in the last couple of years and trying to find my way. And I'm trying to really trust and know that like, when I'm feeling good about something and I am inspired, then I want it, then I'll share it. You know, I'll have some days where I'm just like, constantly sharing something on stories and when I look back it all makes sense it's like an actual story that you're telling rather than um other days I can tell I'm like just needing a little bit of an ego boost or you know you want some attention or something and it never feels good um and so I am trying to again not have my my work and my life be based around Instagram but I'm also just really trusting in time too I've had some pieces that I've created this last year that I'm pretty proud of that literally have taken over the course of a year to like really come together
1: yeah it's the journey of getting there and getting to where you're at now within yourself and within your work too that makes it so interesting because when I look back also it's been like almost seven years now that I'm on social media but I started with a blog and when I look back at you know old posts I used to write or outfits I was just experimenting just trying to find my way also Mm -hmm. one side of me thinks like gosh this is awful I don't identify with this at all just like what you were saying but then the other side is Actually, this was my growth period and you can really clearly see an evolution into who you are now. And that's what makes it so much better.
2: Could you actually, I'm very curious, tell us a bit about the process of your creations. How do you start and how do you know where to go with everything?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I think that I've always sort of thought in a cinematic way I take a lot of walks a lot of long morning walks um ideally as early mm-hmm. as possible just so that there is that sort of cinematic sunrise moment and I can kind of just see the ideas unfold. there's been a couple of short films that I'm hoping to put out this year that um I've that literally I've been living in my mind for years I can kind of just like go on a walk and see it mm-hmm. and kind of like replay things over and over again in my head um the the painting is a bit different um there was a piece I did recently there's like a cloud scene and my hand is like painting Mm -hmm. the clouds and then there's like a Mm -hmm. video piece that took over the course of a year I had started doing a series of cloud paintings um, and there was one that just felt unfinished me. It was bothering me, and I one day I think I was like lying on the floor just like looking at this piece, and I had this sort of light bulb moment of, oh, I'm just gonna paint my actual hand painting the clouds. That will then, you know, sort of complete that idea, and then it still felt oh. unfinished. <laughs> and so there was one day where I was walking around my studio. I have all these uh, frames that I've collected. And there's this one antique frame that I love, and I planned to frame some artwork in it, but I, I broke the glass. And I think now it was all for a reason. <laughs> anyway, I was like holding up that frame, and I held it in front of that painting, and I had this, again, the sort of like light bulb moment. thought of this sort of video idea of a neighbor who's a, a cinematographer, and so I text her right away. I was like, I have this idea. Can we shoot this tomorrow? Um, so bigger concepts like that, I think, you know, they aren't necessarily like those ideas don't come all at once. Sometimes it is mm-hmm. just these, you know, several steps to really get to the to the idea. Other times it's Most recently, if there's been work that I've self-referenced, I just will take portraits of myself, whether it's my hand holding a peach or things like that, and then we'll turn those into paintings. Mm -hmm. Um, I am working on my first animation. Um, I just kind of wanted to figure out how that process works. And so I've basically just been drawing, doing a bunch of stills um, by hand. So I have about like 30 frames right now. Yeah, I'm just really led... By curiosity, and I'm trying to not worry so much. And so, if one day it's drawing, and the next day it's painting, and the next day it's filmmaking, um, I think that looking back, it'll probably all it'll probably all come together and make a bit more sense.
1: When you went from illustration to the different mediums that you do now, like filmmaking, are you like self-taught, or did you actually need to take up like any courses, or how did you learn how to do? the artwork that you do now after being so used to something else before
0: yeah I'm, I'm mostly self-taught in everything um i do really think of myself as sort of a student of life and so i'm constantly i'm really driven by human potential i really believe in having a foundation um, when it comes to to work so i try to learn as much as possible on my own to get kind of the basic foundation and then let the creativity and stuff guide me but most everything that I had my hand in just feels very intuitive. And so when I started to pick up a lot of different mediums, I would just try things out. And if something didn't, didn't connect with me, then I, you know, wouldn't do that thing. Um, so it's been a lot of trial and error, but yeah, there's, there's certain mediums that I just, um, I can just kind of see it. I can kind of understand how, um, how they work. That's not to say there's not a little bit of a learning curve, you know? But yeah, mostly mostly self-taught. Yeah, I kind of just learn enough to then be able to apply those methods and techniques to my mm-hmm. own practice.
2: That's amazing, and honestly, that's something I I feel like I've learned in the past few years is that right now in society, I feel that a lot of people they limit themselves and they say, oh, I work in accounting, so all I do is accounting, and then they don't mm-hmm. explore other things and other you know other parts of their lives that they might be interested in. And I, I also had limiting beliefs, and I thought, you know, if we do the podcast how are we going to do it we don't know anything about podcasting we don't know how to record we don't know how to edit but then over time you learn and that's the most beautiful thing that whenever you put your mind to something you can really
0: change and grow everybody was a beginner yeah. at some point you know um it's just that jumping off the cliff is really terrifying at first you know but the more you do it, you realize that, that feeling is just what's going to like keep driving you forward. Yeah, I was having a conversation with a group of girlfriends recently, and we were talking about the same for them, where it's like we have so many interests and so many areas and skills mm-hmm. that we're good at. Again, I think because of social media, it's like you literally put yeah. people in the boxes. Yeah, we're trying to maybe, I think, just revive the idea of the mm-hmm. Renaissance woman, you know? <laughs> like. I think it's, at least for me, I just, my life feels so much richer now that I am just really embracing all of my interests, you know, maybe one day I'll really just focus on one thing. But but for right now, yeah, I mean, there's just so much out there. At the end of the day, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I need like 10,000 more years.
2: (laughs) But I was wondering cuz you were talking about spirituality and meditation. I'm not sure if you're spiritual, but uh, I just wanted to ask if that if you know meditation and if any of these self-fulfilling practices if they if they help
0: you in your in your work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't I'm not religious mm-hmm. by any means, but spirituality I guess for me is just really a feeling connected to yourself and then also, you know, once you go down that that path your whole world opens up in a completely different way. I've learned that I really do believe everybody has a soul purpose. And I believe that mine is creative expression. And so just that sort of peace and knowing that has helped me move forward with a bit more confidence, I think. When you start believing that inspiration comes from somewhere else and that it does feel very divine, you can kind of take the pressure off yourself a little bit. And also show up in the world differently, as these are gifts that you're meant to share. Yeah, so I think it's also just helped me be less neurotic about about things, and just really feel yeah, like I'm living out my my purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you someone that likes to travel and explore, and is that a means of
0: inspiration for you? They absolutely do. I mean, my day to day, I think I realized during the pandemic and certain ways in which I was living kind of small. I can kind of become a bit of a hermit um, when I'm home. But when I travel, I just really come alive. I'm way more social. I, you know, I'm randomly meeting up with people. Um, you know, obviously just yeah, just seeing new things, it just really gets those wheels turned for me. So there was a few weeks during the pandemic where I was definitely questioning a lot questioning my direction not feeling very inspired and I was talking with my sister and she's like well you were traveling a lot before you know like this is probably a change for you and I don't think I realized how important travel was to me and just I love you know like exploration I think self-discovery is is something that is really important for artists. And you get to do that when you travel, you know, you kind of just go to where your your heart is leading you. And I love being in museums, obviously being in a place like Florence, Italy, just that mm. aesthetic beauty, just I connected with so, so deeply. Um, I've never felt fully at home in Los Angeles. I was born here, mm. raised here and have kind of stuck around, even though I think I imagine a future abroad. Mm-hmm. Hopefully so. Yeah, travel for me, I definitely just feel there's a there's just a part of me that that comes to life. That's maybe a bit more of a fully realized person than, than yeah. when I'm home.
2: If you could choose anywhere that you would travel to right now, where would you go?
0: I really mm-hmm. fell in love with Italy. I had it was my first time going, and there was like there is some magic in Florence. I think that <laughs> Florence, being the birthplace of the Renaissance, just makes all the sense. I just felt so connected to it. There was even times where I was just walking around without needing to look at my map. I just kind of had this, like, sense of where I was. I also really connected with London as well, Um, maybe because there's not the language barrier or something, Um, and it's incredibly old. I just really, really love Europe. Yeah, so I'd probably end up somewhere over there right now if I could.
1: Is there a good community of artists that you've met in L.A.?
0: Yeah, I mean, most of my friend group are all artists in some way, a lot of musicians, a lot of filmmakers. Um, Thankfully, it is a, a city where I think people thrive on collaboration here. And that's something that I am really focusing on this year. So connecting with other artists and helping to bring bigger ideas mm-hmm. to life. I think my illustration work kept me feeling very isolated for, for many years. And I have learned that I mm-hmm. really love a team. You know, I want to be on the team of creatives and, and see mm-hmm. bigger ideas mm-hmm. through. What's the best way to
1: actually get informed on art and modern art for those who are not at all in the industry? Either like books, movies, or articles? Like
0: um, If somebody is wanting to... Learn to draw. For instance, there's a book called Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain that just kind of helps you see things differently. Oftentimes, we draw what we know rather than what we're looking at. Um, so that's a good book for practice. I would just really encourage people to really trust their their intuition and 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 not think so much about what inspires them. I don't know that I have a specific book to recommend I've collected a ton of art books over the years just by going to like used Mm -hmm. bookstores or antique stores vintage stores when I've traveled things like that yeah so I think it's probably just a good idea to just let your own intuition guide you and find what is speaking to you and kind of, you know, go down that rabbit hole, which can be pretty, pretty fun.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Where can they find you?
0: Yeah, um, on Instagram, Jeanette Getrost. But thank you so much.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode with Jeanette Get Trust. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and that you learned more about the evolution of an artist and how you can use social media to build up your personal brand. See you next time. Bye. Bye.